0: Welcome to the very first Kickstart the Week podcast. I'm your comic maven, Nicole D'Andrea, and I've done hundreds of text interviews with creators of crowdfunding projects, typically for comic books on Kickstarter. I feel very honored that my first guest is a fellow member of Comic Frontline, Brant Fowler. He is the publisher of Last Ember Press, and we are talking about his Kickstarter for The Last Ember, Hunted Number One, which he not only wrote, but also did the letters and the logo for. The book is a coming-of-age superhero story about Ember Madison. Not only does she have to deal with the woes of being a teenager like bullies, but she also has to deal with her emerging fire powers and a serial killer. Full disclosure, I am the editor for this issue of The Last Ember, so I have already read the book and I'm also one of its Kickstarter backers. Enjoy the interview, and if you like what you hear, support the book on Kickstarter. You know, I'm really happy I'm uh, able to have you on, especially as my first guest, since you're the one who suggested I transition Kickstart the Week into this podcast format. So, uh, of course, that does mean if this if this totally sucks, I'm 100% blaming you <laughs> for it.
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah. That, well, you know, I'm, I'm obviously honored to be the first guest, and uh, I'm excited for you to kind of uh, take this turn with it. So it's going to be fun.
0: Thank you. But yeah, so your Kickstarter for The Last Ember hunted number one. I know it's been doing really well. It's really close to hitting its goal of over 4,000. Um, right. And I know you you have a lot of really good Kickstarter experience. This is your ninth project on Kickstarter?
1: Yeah, I believe so. It's a little confusing because a couple of them are on my wife's account. So I, I think this is actually my eighth on my account. So and she's done two on hers. So it might be my 10th. I, I don't really wow. remember. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I think we, it's safe to say you're pretty much an expert at this point, though.
1: Well, I, I think we can all always learn more, right?
0: That's very true. Very true. Now, this also, uh, not only is this not your first Kickstarter, but it's also the not the first time Ember has made a comic book ex- uh, appearance, despite the number one in the title of this Kickstarter. Can you kind of give us a bit of background about the character's history?
1: Sure. Yeah. So this was a, this character, it's going to kind of get into another uh, thing that we're going to talk about later, I think, but this character kind of was birthed uh, from the company itself. The, uh, when I was designing the logo for the company, my wife and my girlfriend at the time uh, pointed out that it looked like there was a girl on the flame uh, of our symbol and it was not intended. It was a total accident, but, uh, we kind of ran with that and that's kind of where Ember came from and I I originally was going to call the book just simply Ember and another book came out before mine did called Ember so that's where The Last Ember came from and it kind of played into it and it kind of fed the mythology behind her and, and framed the story a little bit. So um, in 2017 my, my very first Kickstarter I ever launched was actually for The Last Ember uh, issue one. We had released issue zero self-published and uh, it was just like a 16-page primer Kind of introduced both Ember and a girl named Ashley, which took place centuries before uh, that were very similar mirrored stories. And it just kind of showed us Ember getting her powers for the first time and Mm -hmm. kind of left it at a cliffhanger with that. So when we went into the issue one, that was like the full origin story of her uh, kind of there was some time that passed in between zero and one. So she had already had these abilities for a little bit and she was trying to cope with that and figure out what that meant. And she kind of distanced herself from her friends. And she was dipping her toes back into that world. And in the meantime, there's somebody watching her from the shadows. There's another person that comes in at the end that's hunting and killing people. And there's a a girl in school that kind of doesn't like embers too much. And and kind of lets that be known. And and it sets us on the course for, for this series.
0: Okay, so with hunted number one. I find it interesting that you decided to keep the number one going. Is that for, to show it's easily accessible to new readers?
1: It's, yeah, that's part of it. Really, the, the main reason was a new creative team came on with this issue, and it just felt right to kind of start fresh. Like, there had been such a gap between uh, the last issue. I, my last Kickstarter for Ember was uh, kind of a collection of zero and one with new content. So it was kind of the same story, you know, in a different format. But this was a brand new issue, a brand new beginning. And even though it continues off of that previous story, I, I felt like it was important to separate the two and and kind of just, you know, this was a bold new direction with bold new art and uh, a story that I'm excited to tell. So I, I figured, you know, why not jump with the number one?
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm curious, since you um, were mentioning that it has new creative team and a, kind of a new style. Can you talk a bit about the new members of your creative team and how the vibe has changed from previous issues to this one?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Previously, it was more like a, a slice of life style, I think. You know, very down to earth, very, you know, it was it kind of lent itself to the high school drama kind of stuff. And with uh, this, our team of uh, Federico Sabatini is the uh, is the artist and Andrea Celestini is the colorist. And um, I, I worked with this team in the past lettering a book that they both worked on a few years ago. And I'd always wanted to work with them since. And they were kind of what I envisioned Ember being from the beginning. And it just didn't work out until now to, uh, to work with them. And so when they were both available, I jumped on that and, uh, it was, uh, it was perfect because they both love Ember and they've both had ideas going into it. And it's been a really collaborative uh, effort, which has kind of changed the story because they've, their art has forced me to kind of look outside of what I was, where I was going and kind of, kind of, uh, sophisticate the direction of, of Ember while it's still like accessible from You know, any age group, I think it's uh, it's a little bit of a darker story than that I'm going down because the art is moodier, I guess. It's uh, definitely more dynamic, a lot more uh, uh, creativity with the panel layouts and a lot of use of blacks and, you know, just really expressive faces and that kind of thing. Federico is just brilliant at that kind of that kind of thing. So I really wanted to step up my game with the story that I was telling to kind of match the new art style on the book. So with this arc, which is hunted, Ember is literally being uh, tracked down by a serial killer who is killing beings just like her. So it's, it does take a little bit of a darker twist.
0: Yeah. I think it's so cool how you can, you can really see how the last Ember has evolved over time, just by looking at like the different Kickstarter campaigns you've done for it. Right. it's just so interesting to see how the style has changed while it still maintains, you know, some of the same aspects that I think previous backers will still be familiar with. If you're really entering a new direction that I think is really interesting.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think at the core of the story, it's still about a teenage girl who gains these abilities and is trying to figure out what that means for her, her life and for her family and for her friends. And that journey is still very present. And so if you've enjoyed Ember from the past, you're still going to enjoy this. It's just a different art style and just, you know, a little bit of a darker story, which in comics, you can tell different kinds of stories with, with your characters and still, you know, maintain the, the core of who they are. And I, I hope that I'm, I'm doing that with Ember.
0: Well, I would say as someone who has definitely read past issues and has read the script for Hunted in particular, I think you're definitely keeping the core of the character while uh while making the story a lot of fun and still maintaining you know darker elements that you're adding in
1: thank you thank you again i, I really appreciate that that's uh that's the goal so uh, i'm glad that i'm uh, i'm achieving it <laughs> thank you
0: yeah i also i like the fact and i'd like to talk about this for a bit is that you know you have those darker elements the supernatural stuff going on with ember's powers But then you're also grounding it in reality a bit with coming-of-age superhero story that's also a a story about a teenager, you know, coming-of-age in her own way, dealing with things like bullies and her friends at school that she kind of feels pushed away from with her powers. And I'm kind of curious to hear about how you go about finding a balance between you know seeing ember on the super powered side of things supernatural side and then also seeing her on the normal teenage side
1: yeah it's it's an interesting balance to strike and it's something that i i don't feel like i did well enough in the previous uh mm-hmm. issue which i i feel like it it the previous issue was very much centered on her everyday life there was very little of the of the powers and the supernatural elements of it and I, I think again with the art style on this book that it has kind of pushed me to find that balance a little bit easier and so now I mean I, I think it's still very important to ground her in you know everyday life because that's that's an important aspect of the character I've, I've designed the character with her family in mind and her friends in mind and, and that kind of those supporting characters influencing her actions and you know everything that happens to her so that those elements are definitely important and i I don't want to lose sight of that but at the same time you got to inject those you know sinister moments and those you know actiony moments and and that kind of thing to you know kind of drive her towards her ultimate destiny so with um with this issue i i i tried to like there's three different sub stories kind of going on here you've got Ember's story with Tiana, that's the—that's her bully that you mentioned, and you've got this serial killer, and then you've got this mystery figure that's watching her from the shadows that is uh, discovering more about her and, and things that are going on. And that's kind of where the action comes in at first as they encounter a supernatural being themselves. And then Ember is still dealing with Tiana and that kind of thing. And then uh, as it gets into issue two especially, the serial killer is going to get closer and ember no. is actually going to be more empowered uh, in that issue here she's still kind of figuring out where she stands with everything and uh you know kind of finding herself
0: yeah i'm definitely excited to see the future that you have planned for ember especially with the serial killer angle and things like that
1: yeah yeah it should be exciting and I, i'm not sure that i actually answered your question but i tried
0: <laughs> no i think you know, I think that was a very valiant attempt. No, I, I definitely, you know, I got a lot out of that, and I feel like, um, you feel like you have somewhat answered this, but kind of springboarding off of that. I know in comics there tend to be a lot of, you know, teenage superhero stories, and mm-hmm. I think you have touched on this a bit, but I'm curious. I went asked directly, like if you had to say the one thing that you feel the Last Ember has that makes it stand out from other teenage superhero stories that you can find in comics what you feel that would be yeah
1: i i think um part of it's the mythological aspect of it like it, it's not just typical uh you know science accident or you know uh, mutation or, or that kind of thing it's uh and, and not saying this is hasn't been done but um you know it's it's kind of wrapping it in mythology and not just one mythology but like all mythologies kind of forming together to create this brand new mythology that I'm hope that I hope I do justice to uh and you know it's uh it's kind of those crossing between those two worlds of she's a fire goddess and but she's a teenage girl in high school and how do you how do you cope with that on a personal level and I, I think that's what makes Ember kind of different and stand out
0: I do love my mythology I can nice. kinda- ask Yeah, I I have to say, going off of that then, because I do love talking myths, is if you, were there any particular myths in particular that you wanted to, you were kind of inspired by when it comes to The Last Ember, or that you kind of pay homage to with the story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So years ago, I I don't even remember what year it was, but uh, Virgin Comics put out a, a, a slate of titles that were telling, retelling like uh, Indian mythology. Uh, Sadhu was one of them. Uh, Ramayan titles like that, and those really intrigued me at the time, and I, I kind of just ate them up. And that that whole the Indian mythology, Hindu mythology, was uh, really interesting to me. So that's kind of why Ember is half Indian, uh, you know, to kind of pay homage to that and kind of explore it a little bit more myself. But I also uh, I've always you know loved Greek mythology and and different mythologies so I've uh and she's also half Irish so there's going to be some Celtic mythology thrown in there too it's just wow yeah it's uh I'm I'm going all over the place and kind of trying to you know build up from that and and kind of tie it all together in a in what I hope is an interesting way
0: yeah giving everybody a, a little bit of everything
1: yeah yeah so Hopefully I don't, I don't screw it up and everybody hates me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think based on, you know, your previous performances, I think you're doing pretty well so far. So I don't think you have to worry about that too much.
1: That's good. That's good.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, shifting gears a bit, because I really, and I'd never heard about those, those titles from, you said it was Virgin Comics that they put out, things like Mm -hmm. that. I'd never heard about those. Those sound really interesting.
1: Yeah, they they really were. And they were um, interesting art styles that they married with them, too. It was uh, it was not your typical superhero kind of art. It was more um, I don't want to say painted look, but it was they definitely were creative with with the art styles that they put with those books, which kind of made them even more interesting.
0: Well, now I have something to add to my already way too long read list.
1: (laughs) I hear that. Yeah, for sure.
0: God, but uh. (laughs) <laughs> I guess switching switching gears a bit before I get lost in that, kind of coming back around to the way that you're approaching the comics through Kickstarter. Something I thought was really cool that I saw in your Kickstarter, which I think is, is fairly unique. I haven't seen too many other Kickstarters implement this, and maybe you can tell me a bit more about kind of the inspiration behind this and uh, things like that, is you have the unique approach where you kind of have milestone points within your campaign before you even you know set your goal so like in addition to your stretch goals that you have you kind of have additional rewards that unlock as you get up to your 100 percent funding goal for your kickstarter if i have that right based on yeah. what you have on your kickstarter and i just thought that approach was really interesting because i haven't really seen people who do that in addition to stretch goals and things like that so can you tell us a bit more about that and what's been unlocked so far and other things that people can l- look forward to
1: yeah, yeah, sure. So the the first person I saw do that was a friend of mine, uh, Ryan Krobos, who does a book called Sunmaker. And he actually uh, had them as mystery items that he revealed as you went through the campaign. And I thought it was really cool at the time. That was around the time I did my first campaign or maybe my second. I, I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I thought it was a cool idea. So I, I kind of borrowed it. And uh, since then, I've seen uh, several others do some version of it. Tyler James uh, actually did one where you had to be a backer by the time the milestone hit to actually get it, which I thought oh. was, yeah, that yeah that was kind of cool too. Uh, that was his uh, most recent campaign for uh, Welling Blade. So that was that was another. That's something I might try in the future too. But uh, I think it's a it's a cool way to keep uh, people excited and uh, keep the campaign moving because anybody that's done a Kickstarter, been involved with one, knows that in the middle there's usually this this dead space this lull time where not much happens and you don't get a whole lot of backers and it's like what do you do because as a creator you're you're just like it it may not be in the minds of the backers but in the creator's mind it's like refreshing constantly like what can i do to (laughs) get this moving yeah yeah, you start (laughs) freaking out a little bit you know uh so it's uh (laughs) It's something to keep both me and the backers entertained and and something to tweet about, you know, you know, kind of we're close to hitting this milestone and we're going to unlock this thing. So come check it out. And it's, uh, you know, I, I just like to have fun with it. And it's sometimes it's really cool things. Sometimes it's, you know. Uh, small things, sometimes it's big things. It just depends on, you know, the mood and the finances and, you know, what we really need to, you know, if we, if we really need to, like, get to a point in the campaign, it's like, okay, what can I, what can I unlock now that will get people excited about it? And, yeah. uh, i oh, go
0: yeah. ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, it sounds like a really nice way to kind of help you through the dreaded dead zone.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you also asked, what we've unlocked and what's to come. So the first thing we unlocked was a a PDF, a volume one of Tart by Kevin Joseph, which is actually uh, being published by Scout Comics now. Um, This contains the first three issues of the series, I think. So we unlocked that and uh, I already sent it out to to all the backers. And um, the second one was a print that uh, Mike Watson of uh, Short Fuse Media actually drew of Ember live during a chat and draw episode during my last campaign. And so I was like, I, I hit him up. I was like, do you mind if I, you know, you know, use this in my campaign? And he was like, sure. So uh, I unlocked that. And so that's going to go to all the backers, either physically or digitally. And then the uh, the next one, which we're really close to as we're recording this, is um, a metal bookmark of a panel from this issue of The Last Ember uh, that features Ember shooting fire. And uh, I saw these... On a, uh, or I saw the metal work on another campaign that had done tarot cards. And I was like, well, you know, how much? I asked the creator uh, how much that costs and everything. And he sent me to the site and I, I talked to the people and it, it was pretty reasonable. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do these metal bookmarks and just give them away. And um, so, yeah, that's the next one we're going to unlock. And then we have one more after that when we hit uh, 201 backers, which uh, right now we're about 180. And that is something that I haven't revealed yet, except for in an email that I sent out this morning. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell it here, which is a, uh, it's going to be a five by nine metal print that we're unlocking as an add-on and a reward tier of our project image, which is this really cool image of Ember with both her hands aflame and these, these uh, what do you call them? Um, I'm totally lost the term. Uh, these flashes around her that i just think on a middle print will look really cool and uh so yeah we're gonna unlock that
0: almost like a super powered version of fireworks kind of sounds yeah
1: like. yeah yeah kind of so you know i i just when i saw that they did middle prints and stuff and i thought about that image i was like yeah that's gonna look cool as a middle print and it's it's got like greens and yellows and oranges and stuff in it too so it's just gonna really shine nicely i think
0: yeah that sounds really cool thank you for sharing that because that sounds yeah. like you know, just another thing to look forward to on the campaign. So,
1: right. Yeah.
0: And I mean, at this point, I mean, I think we're kind of winding down, but I'm curious because I think not to jinx it, but it seems pretty sure that this campaign, since you, at at the time of recording this, you still have 12 days to go, but you're very close to meeting your goal. So I'm kind of curious after you meet the goal for this Kickstarter, if you can like tell us anything else about the future of both last ember and also uh, your publishing company that's publishing at last ember press if you can tell us anything else about your future plans for the book and uh future kickstarters maybe
1: yeah yeah for sure so as, you know i I'm, i just totally lost myself there but <laughs> I, was
0: just, no problem. I, was say, I was trying
1: to my mind was saying three different things at once and i could not figure out which one to spit out but um <laughs> yeah so we are really close to our our goal which i'm very fortunate for this is uh tracking to be our biggest and best campaign ever uh to date so like those two milestones i just mentioned once we hit those uh we will have funded more and had more backers than we've ever had on a single campaign which is really cool congrats Um,
0: really awesome thank
1: thank you so much so with uh once we reach that you know we'll we obviously have some plans for some stretch goals. So we'll look into those and, you know, maybe do something with that, but I don't want to get ahead of myself either. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the series goes, uh, the last number hunted is the current arc, which is four issues, uh, as you know. And uh, after that, uh, depending on how, you know, how well the reception is, I'll either continue the numbering, like with a number five and just kind of change the arc title, or I'll start a brand new mini series after a, uh, short break either way there'll be a little break in between that's kind of where i see it going because ember is an ongoing story that i hope eventually uh spreads out into a you know a larger universe that she's just the first character to open up this uh this new emberverse as i call it so you know it's i have plans going forward for her obviously and uh you know we'll see how far we can get and you know how much people are enjoying it, and I think with this this new art team and, and just the new direction of it, I, I have high hopes for it. I'm very excited about it. And uh, as far as uh, Last Ember Press itself, uh, we we do have other titles. Celestial Falcon is is a title that I co-write. We are currently working on uh, issue two. We just had some new art come in the other day for that, and uh, you know so we'll be continuing on with that in 2021 as well. And Secrets of Willamette art pages are coming in for that as well. That's Lisa's book. It has two more issues to go after that, so we'll wrap that up. And uh, we have a uh, we have a couple other projects that we're we're trying to decide which one to go with next after that. But those are the three main focuses right now. Uh, with Last Ember being the the absolute main focus because it seems to be the book that most people are excited about coming out from us. So, uh, and which I'm again very thankful for that people are you know very interested in, in Ember, and uh, uh, I'm I'm all for telling more stories with Ember.
0: Yeah, I really hope that, you know, the Emberverse continues to kind of burn brighter over the years, because I can definitely see you extending the reach a lot with the book. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I hope so. And there's there's some ideas that that I've had, you know, that expands on on that universe. And some of them, uh, you know, a couple of my friends have had that I may bring in. And, and, you know, there's some cool stories there that I that I hope to be able to tell.
0: Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are really excited to hear them. So. Awesome.
1: I, I hope so. <laughs> it seems so. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. Yeah, it definitely has a proven track record. Um, But I would say with that, I do want to end this with probably I think this is the question I ask on all of the kickstart the weeks, at least when they are in print. So I might as well ask it on the podcast as well. But if you had any inspirational words that you wanted to give to comic book creators out there who are interested in, you know, either crowdfunding their project or just writing their project in general.
1: Yeah, so with uh, with crowdfunding specifically, I I mean just just do it, but build your audience a little bit first. I it doesn't matter how big your audience is, just measure what you're launching to the the size of audience that you have. Uh, I think that's the mistake that I see a lot of creators make that they don't have a huge audience and go out for a huge goal, or you know vice versa they they'll have a big audience and they they'll you know fund a, a very small thing. So it's like just kind of. Try to figure out who your audience is and what they can support and, you know, put it out in the world. But definitely go for it because right now, especially Kickstarter, uh, the Kickstarter community is so huge and there are so many projects and so many creators going to the platform that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of not that it ever died down, but it's kind of a resurgence. And, you know, it's, it's becoming like I think right now it's the second biggest category on Kickstarter is the comics category. And uh, it's, you know, on track to become the number one. And there's more money and more projects on Kickstarter this year and in, in the crazy year that we've had uh, than there has been ever. And it's just it's booming. And, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of creativity out there. So why not add yours to it?
0: It is really nice to see, you know, so much success, especially in the weird year we've had.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's like I just said, you know, my biggest Kickstarter ever might be in this year which just kind of blows my mind especially when you know back in April or May it seemed like there was no projects <laughs> I mean there was very few and uh, you didn't know what was going on and the whole comic you know world kind of was starting to fall apart and now here we are and uh, you know I think it's uh, forced both readers and creators to, to search out for new avenues and Kickstarter just happens to be one of the most popular ones.
0: Well, there you go. One of the best things to come out of 2020 then. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you're a comic fan anyway.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, we just got to have more people turn into comic fans. That's the solution. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Exactly.
0: But yes, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, Brant.
1: It has been an absolute pleasure,
0: Nicole. Thank you. Yeah, it's it really has been more fun to hear more about the whole Emberverse you have. And really just congrats on all the success you've been having with it.
1: Thank you so much. I I really appreciate that. It's uh you know it's near and dear to my heart. So it's I am excited. I'm ex- as excited as anybody. And uh, I congratulations on uh on your first podcast. This is cool, and I'm excited to see where this goes.
0: Thank you. I hope um we are not the only two people who think that because it would be really great if people enjoyed this too.
1: Yes, yes, I'm sure they will.
0: Mm. But thank you again for the kind of inspiration and drive to. Uh, really get the podcast started so
1: hey i I just put a bug in your ear you're the one that ran with it so (laughs) i I, i'm glad to have done that
0: well thank you again i am eternally grateful absolutely and i guess with that uh that kind of covers everything for the last ember hunted number one which that will be going on kickstarter for another 12 days when is the last when is the exact date for the... December,
1: yeah, December 15th is when the when the campaign ends. I think at 8 o'clock Central Time, uh, PM, uh, is what I set it for. <laughs> so Hopefully I'm not wrong on that, but yeah, it's that night. So.
0: Okay, so anybody who actually is listening to this podcast should definitely go check out The Last Ember, Hunted, number one. Yeah,
1: and you can find that at embercomic.com slash hunted.
0: Making it nice and easy for everybody, rather than yeah. a long Kickstarter. URL. Right. Are... All right, well, thank you again, Brant.
1: Thank you, Nicole.
0: Thanks for listening to this little experiment of mine. Please let me know what you thought of the episode by mentioning me on your socials. You can find me on Twitter at comic underscore maven. If you are a creator with a project you're trying to crowdfund and you'd like to be featured on an episode, reach out to me on my website, comicmaven.com.